Today's episode of Atlanta Zone is brought to you by the fired, disgraced, and banned former GMs of the Atlanta Braves. Both Frank Wren and John Coppolella reached out to us this week to remind us that this team that we currently have the privilege of watching was largely formed by their shrewd decision-making skills. Were you one of those people that wanted Frank Wren fired after he swung and missed hard on B.J. Upton, Kenshin Kawakami, and Dan Ugla? Well, if so, then now you can shut the hell up about Wren. You don't deserve to watch Acuna and Albies tear it up. Oh yeah, not to mention he had the foresight to extend Freddie and let Hayward walk. Who's the idiot now? Then there's the bald man copy that came in and jump-started this rebuild. He may be banned from Major League Baseball, but he's always welcome on this podcast. You enjoying this youth movement, are you? Well, keep in mind who was in charge of the 2015 draft that saw us take Allard, Soroka, Austin Riley, and A.J. Minter. Not to mention trading Shelby Miller for Dansby and Enciarte and the Sean Newcomb deal. Complain all you want about the arms that haven't worked out so far. That's just how pitching prospects work, you ignorant piece of shit. That's why we traded for so many arms. Not everyone's going to pan out. Everyone's ranting and raving about how smart Mr. Analytics GM is, but all he's done is sign a 37-year-old retread third base rental and fourth outfielder Preston Tucker. Big shit. I'd like to see him have the balls to make some of the shady and questionable moves that ultimately got copy banned, while at the same time setting this franchise up for a decade of success. So to sum this ad up, don't forget the people that helped us get where we are now. And if anybody is looking to hire a socially awkward, wheeler and dealer who isn't ethically inclined, please let us know. As long as you're not Major League Baseball, we have just the man for you. Let's start the show. What's up, Atlanta sports fans? My name is Graham Waldrop, and alongside me, as always, is Adam Kalal, and we are Atlanta Zone. Two Atlanta natives recapping the week that was in Atlanta professional sports, wacky-ass hijinks, and analysis. Adam, how's it going, sir? Graham, going quite well. Uh, I was happy that we got that call from Frank Wren and uh, Copy this past week. Uh, it's, it's nice to be appreciated. You know, we're kind of the outcasts of the Atlanta, I wouldn't call us radio, but maybe uh, personality scene. Sure, sure. Uh, so it's good to you know be reached out to by the outcast of the Braves organization. Yeah. So that was a. I mean, they, they paid a lot for that ad too. That's why it was so long and took up so much airspace. Right. I mean, you have to. When they're paying you that much for what ninety second ad. You got to deliver. Right. Which I, I think their writer did pretty well on that one. Yeah. No, he was exceptional. But uh, going quite well, Graham. We've uh, got everyone's favorite soccer correspondent. Arthur Roach with us tonight. Yeah, we had a lot of feedback about how shit our United coverage was last week, and so this is our way of apologizing. You're welcome. Arthur, welcome to the show again, sir. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, Graham, what's happening with you? Um, I'm not drinking for a while, as you know. Yeah. Had quite a wild weekend. A lot of obligation drinking. Cousin graduates on Friday, had a great time, but I was like, I just felt compelled to get fucked up. Great, one of my great friends comes in town. Haven't seen him in about a year or so. Gotta get fucked up. So, you so know. No one's forcing it down your throat. No, but I, I you know, I use it as an excuse. Yes. Yeah, just, just like, to cut loose. Sounds like a crutch. Yeah, totally. No doubt. But, um, 
you know, other than that, doing okay. This is the first day I've kind of felt normal since uh, maybe Friday of last week, so... So maybe a few less anger-filled uh, rants from you this week on the show? I think it might be a little little milder today. Okay. Well, no. that's no fun. Well, we'll see. See what you can do to provoke <laughs> me, Arthur. You never know. Uh, yeah, so I guess let's jump right into it. I guess we'll start with some uh, Atlanta Braves coverage. You know, we were going on, going apeshit last week about how we were just de- destroying everybody. We just swept the Mets. Then in turn, we get swept by the Giants. Uh, first two games, pretty convincingly, uh, convincing beatdown. Um, and that third game, which you went to on Sunday, why don't you give us a little first-hand account there? It was boring, man. It was a boring-ass game. Mm-hmm. So that was the Soroka was starting, yep. and he couldn't really find the strike zone, and it was just so damn long. And we just got nothing going with the bats, um, which is a real shame because all three of those games, the crowd was just ready. Right, to go ape shit. Yeah, the yeah. Bi- like the biggest crowds they've had at SunTrust Park, and they threw up three duds. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, certainly disappointed. I remember it was funny. We were watching the Braves game on Saturday night, and we, around the sixth inning, we were like, God, we're just getting, what was it, like 8-2 to two or something? We switched the United game. We switched to the United <laughs> game. And then when United won, we both looked at each other, and we're just like, it doesn't matter, because the Braves got their shit pushed in. Yeah, again. Again. Yeah, so Fulte really flubbed that first game of that series. And uh, who pitched the second game? Oh, that's oh, uh, what's his face? Newcomb, right? No, no, no. no? Um, old guy. Oh, McCarthy got McCarthy. Oh, McCarthy got, got shelled. Yeah, I got yeah. absolutely obliterated. Got you know. He didn't last very long. He's been pitching really well this year, so that might just be an outlier. I would think so. Maybe they're feeling some of the pressure of playing in front of the home crowd. Flat out can't play at home. Yeah, we're like road warriors. What, fourteen and seven, thirteen and seven on the road this year. I think we won seven straight. Yeah, I mean, it's it's incredible. Some crap like that. Um, yeah. But Braves got back to a you know back to their winning ways on the road. Took two uh, swept a two game series against the Rays um, last night. Was another great performance on the mound by Julio Tehran, whose last two outings he's gone six and seven innings and has not given up a run. Yeah, him and Newcomb pitching their asses off yeah. right now. And one, one two punch. Yeah, and the amazing Nick Markakis hit his seventh home run of the season last night. Three run bomb to give us the lead definitively. Put us up five nothing in the third inning. In the third event, it was literally that's all we needed. We were right. fine. Yeah, because their offense is such shit. And I think the great thing about that was is that you know how many home runs he had last year? Eight. Yeah, he's already got seven, and it's May 9th. I thought he had like fourteen home runs last year. Mm-mm. Fake news. Fake news. Mm-hmm. Ill informed. Not <laughs> listening to enough Atlanta's own. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up because I don't believe you. I just heard this on the radio today, and I, I think he has fourteen in his entire Braves career. Hmm. That's probably that's possible. I think that no, first year eight, only had one. Eight, yeah, he had one the first year, five the second year, and eight last year, which would be eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. I'm not used to you guys doing show prep and look, making me look bad. This isn't show prep. <laughs> this is just off basic the top of knowledge. my head, bro. It's called being a fan. Yeah. It's it's called actually having an entertaining team to watch for the first time in five years. So I, I actually watch a lot and read things now. Mm. How about that? We never expect you to be a big reader. Oh, big time reader! Big time reader. Especially well, wh- especially now that AJC is giving all their articles away for free. It doesn't. I, I'm still locked behind my AJC. It's a bunch of bullshit. I can't read anything. <laughs> I don't know what the hell you're looking at. That could be a personal problem. Yeah. Are you looking at like I'm the? Just, I'm just on AJC.com, <laughs> not my AJC. I know I go to AJC.com and redirects me to my AJC. I'm like, you have to pay for this article. I'm like, I'm not gonna pay for a 
a you know 500 words uh, Jeff Schultz opinion piece for Christ's sake. You know, I like <laughs> Jeff Schultz a lot. It's like I'm not paying for that. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, the decent paper industry is going to lose that battle. Yeah, just give me your put a bunch of ads up there. Maybe I'll accidentally click on one and give you some revenue. Let me read my articles. Yeah. Arthur, did you find it yet? Yeah, yeah. He had eight home runs. Yep. He had 13 there before that, by the way. Ah. Oh, 13? Well, mm-hmm. fuck us. Okay. Then. I was wrong. Uh, we're both wrong. It's all, it's all right. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's all good. That's um, so, yeah, Braves are still in first place, 21-14, half game up on the Phillies. These Phillies are they're looking good. Yeah. No, they are. They're, and, they're young, too. Yeah, and it's kind of nice. This is sort of like a return to form, you think about from the uh, – about 2010 to 2012, it was Braves Phillies, you know, coming down the. Nothing's nice about the Phillies being good, Graham. No, but it's just nice to kind of have that again. I'd rather the Phillies be good than the Nationals because I'm sick of their asses. Well, Nationals are playing well too. Our boy Matt Adams. Is he doing work again? Yeah, he's got ten home runs. Oh. The guy who you think is trash. He is trash. He'll come back down to earth again. This is a hot streak. This is two years of a hot streak. He. Petered out the second half of last year. He was nothing. It's, yeah, it's really one year, but it's just half years put together. Yeah, thank you, Arthur. <laughs> Bring voice of reason to this goddamn program. Um, what else is going on with the Braves? I don't know. I didn't do a lot. Of, I, I was in meetings all day and didn't have a lot of time to really uh, hulk out on a bunch of subjects. Oh yeah, I but, can talk about some trades. Yeah, so it was funny, Arthur. When we made when we uh, made the arrangements with Arthur's agent to bring him on the show today, uh, one thing he was like we got to talk about these Braves trades. And I was like, holy shit, who do we trade? And I, I, I called out to Joseph, who works with me, who's a big Braves fan. I'm like, Joseph, we made some trade. Look it up. And I wasn't at my computer. And uh, he looks it up, and he's like, yeah, not, I don't know what the fuck we're talking about. And I was like, no. So these are, these are, so trades, are, you talking these are about? trades that I think need to happen before the trade deadline this year. Okay. Number one, Julio Tehran. Is never going to be pitching this well. We we've, we've been through this before. What if he, we're continuing? He has though? he has three or four good outings, and then he comes back down and has five or six just YSCR ace kind of outings. If he has one more good outing, we need to start shopping him hard for a con- with a contender. He has one more year on his contract after this. I mean, he's he's real friendly contract. I'm not sure what it is, but Who? I know it's really it's pretty low. It is. Who would you want for him? I I don't care. It would be you a prospect. prospects, yeah, or would you want a major league ready player? No, no, no. I, I just need a young player for him. I just know that we need to we need to shop him and, and get him out of here. Um, and we can go and pick up somebody on a one year contract that can be the, you know, stopgap like we always do. But I'm I'm done with Tehran. I think that he needs to. You know, I even think that he um, could use a change of scenery. Um, he, he as soon as he comes and pitches at the home field again, he's going to get shelled. We've seen it every single time he pitches there. He's pitching a little He's better, this, better year. this year. He okay. had two great starts, against, one against the Phillies, one, one against the Mets. He also had has had two bad starts, I think one against Nationals and another against the Phillies. But I think he's looked a little better <laughs> this year than he did last season, especially this early on. This time last year he had about a 4-7 ERA with a horrible whip. This year he's got 3-1-4. I think if you're contending, I would rather – I, 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 do you really think we're going to be contending? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. Oh. This is not the year that we were trying to win. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's not what you predict. It's what's happening. Sometimes you fall we're into looking a good, pretty team. good We're looking pretty good, but we're, we're, we're going to come back down to earth, I if, think. If we're, we, I mean, we're, we're outperforming our, you know, our potential right now, I think. I will agree with you if it's like June, mid-June, early July, and we are clearly not going to be doing anything, then I am all for but, dealing Julio. But if we are in it, I want to keep him, and if he's pitching well. At that point, he's going to 
be terrible again, and we're all going to look back and say, oh, man, remember when his value was so high I, at the beginning of the year? I can see it both ways, because he is extremely valuable to a contender if he's pitching well because of that contract. He'll be the fourth or fifth guy on every contender's rotation. I mean, he's definitely turned a page a little bit this year. Apparently, Anibal Sanchez has been like a savior to him, because he's like, look, it doesn't matter that you can only throw 88 miles an hour. Yeah. You can work with it. Right. It's impressive. I mean, not impressive. It's the opposite of impressive how much his uh, velocity has just dropped. I mean. Also concerning to me, but. Oh, yeah. It's, it's not, a, not a detriment, but it's very concerning that he can't, he's you can't, know, he can't throw 94, which is, you know, kind of. The, he came and throw 90. I mean, I mean it's, it's like. Yeah. You know, there's nothing was, on his fastball. That one start that he had that he, he got knocked around a bit, he was throwing like 86, and that, everyone was like, what is going on? Right. And he, then he bounced back and it was up in the 88, 89 range again. But um, I just think he's, a, he's too volatile at this point. He, he has a few good starts. If he has one more good start, I think his value is never going to be higher, and it's time to go ahead and deal him. And I agree with you in the fact that we have so many pitching prospects knocking on the door and no place to put them right now. Right. So trade him for a young catcher catching prospect, even though we probably wouldn't get a very good one because those are a little harder to get than young pitching prospects. I but. feel pretty good about catching with Alex Jackson in the minors right now, but why not add depth? Yeah. Well, and we have the best have catcher in the major leagues. And Kurt, Kurt Suzuki. Suzuki. Yeah. Yeah. Even though Brian Snicker likes to play him and Flowers evenly for some reason, even though Kurt Suzuki is clearly like it. He has like a, he's like an elite offensive catcher this season. He's even getting the majority of the starts. When Kurt Suzuki turns on a ball, it looks amazing. Oh yeah, he's crushing. Oh my god. Kevin Seitzer is in a wonder with him and with many of the guys on the team. But to go back to your go back to your point, um, hmm. I don't. Yeah, I mean you could, you could you could go both ways on that. But I I really want to hold on to him for stolen and if he's pitching well. Yeah, it's got to be the right the right deal. Yeah. Well, of course, sure. anything you know, anything's possible with the right deal. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would deal everyone. On the I, team I don't want a rental. Like, no, no. There's all this the Manny Machado. Manny Machado. Thing. I yeah. don't want that. The only way I would do that is if we had in our contract we had 48 hours to get an extension, or yeah. else the deal's not going to happen. You can do like right. So, what would you deal to get Manny Machado? Get Manny Machado. I would give them Julio Tehran. Okay, they don't want Julio Tehran. Let's say they want Julio Tehran. <laughs> okay. It's a package deal. They they have no pitching, right? right. They have Dylan Bundy, who just gave up four home runs, but was having a pretty good season until last night yeah, or a couple nights ago. Julio and Allard. I'll give up Julio. I give up Allard. I'd also give up one of either Wright or Anderson, uh, and someone so, and someone else. It seems like so they're, much. They're not gonna take. That's a terrible deal for them. No, for like, them. Yes. No, you got Julio. You got Allard. That's you a great have, deal. They are pitching starved. I don't know what you, the fuck you know about Baltimore. They have I no know everything about Baltimore. I, I watched Baltimore. They're, they're, I do for a whole they, year. I'm sorry. I watched but, for like four years. Yeah. I watched a lot. Of, no, sorry, they are slept. one of the worst teams in baseball. They are everything starved. They just want players. Yeah, but they want they, pitching has been their biggest they're problem. Want. They before the last four or five years, they've won the most games in the American League. Check that for data. All right, <laughs> and. The biggest, and they've had contending teams, but the biggest problem has been they do not have good enough pitching. They have great bullpen, they have a lot of power guys, they do not have pitching, and they need pitching, and we have tons well, of pitching. Well, this isn't the same team as four years ago. But it's been consistently their problem, and their farm system still plagued with not having enough good starters. They still have Mike Mussina? No. I'll tell, you what would, <laughs> I'll tell you what would make that deal work. You want to take you throw Ryan and Anderson... No, and, no, no, and, no, no, no. Uh, not Wright and Anderson, but like Wright or Anderson and Allard and maybe someone else. 
a positional uh, player. I'm thinking we throw in Marcakis because the fans would love it and they want to get fans in the stands. Mm. This is last year of his deal for with us. He's walking at the end of the year. We're getting Manny Machado, remember. So we get we get Mar- we deal Marcakis. Yeah. We deal one of the young pitchers. Um, I wouldn't. They would want a good one. Think about, <laughs> yeah, no, think about Gohara. I mean, you got to think about one of our top ones. I would be fine with Gohara because he's so injury prone. And then you got to you got to throw one more um, Anderson piece at him. I would give him Fulty. I would give him. Ooh, Jesus. I would give him. What you like Fulty? Fulty's too crazy. For he's me. too crazy, but I don't. I would rather give up a prospect I know nothing he's, about and has done nothing at the major league level than. Mm, I don't know. I don't it depends know. on the prospect. I don't, think, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's a bad logic. But I'm out on this deal. Here's here's where it's it, getting messy. Here's, here's where it would <laughs> kick. Here's where this would, deal would really kick. Um, if if we decide to play him at short, you got to start thinking Dansby would have to be. Yeah, you can throw in Dansby. Yeah, you can throw in Dansby. Like but, Machado but is that a is a much upgrade. more realistic deal. To okay, get Manny Machado. So let's like, say this is not just a. Yeah, he's okay. a top what five or six player. Yeah, let's say you give him Dansby. Marquecas. Marquecas. But the, the rental uh, thing. And then, and then no, no, but the, the, the deal would have a caveat that we have to get an extension in the first 48 hours. Can you hours. do that? Yeah, you can do that. And then two good, two elite pitching prospects. I think that's yeah, that's fair. And would would both, I think both sides would be happy with it. Yeah. I don't know if they would want to take Marquecas back because he left on bad terms with the organization. But the fans but, love him still. And he's an MVP caliber player yeah. now. Well, yeah, now he's... Shit. In the he's first gonna, month of the season. He's, he's an all-star. Go, he's going to blow by that eight-home run mark in no time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> by June 7th. Could get his first all-star. That'd be really I, I think that would be great. That, uh, that, yeah, I mean, like, if you could secure Machado, you, you got to do it. If you can guarantee that you can get him after this year. If you if you rent him this year, that would be an awful, awful no, no, yeah, proposition. Yeah, I wouldn't think about I wouldn't give away, you know, an empty bag of ice for, yeah. for him. Even if we we're going to be guaranteed yeah. to get an extension. Because, again, we're not going to be competing at the end of the year. Even if we are, that'd still be a really dangerous move. Do you think I'm too negative? Yeah, you're definitely way okay. too negative. Like, I'm, I don't, I've i pretty much already wrapped my mind around the fact that this team's going to be contending. I think that we'll be in a wild card game. Yeah. Play-in game. That'd be it's amazing. possible. That'd be awesome. It's possible. That'd be really awesome. But, I, I mean, it's possible. I don't see it going very much we got than that. You know. We've seen enough from Newcomb. Mm, I haven't seen enough pitching to convince me that we can go very far in the playoffs against quality teams. No, I'm not saying that, but we can get back in the playoffs. That's okay. so we can, we can pull a classic if, Atlanta move, if, losing the first yeah, round in yeah, a heartbreaking fashion. If your fashion. goal, if contending to you means getting to the playoffs, yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, But I think we can get to the playoffs with this roster and the, I don't know, the teams that are in our division right now. Washington's going to bounce back. We know that. Philly's good. Philly's, Mets are good. Philly's really good. If the Mets can figure out their pitching situation right now, they'll be fine. Yeah, and their offense. Yeah. But um, any other trades you want to throw at us? Well, I, I was going to bring up Marquecas. Um, I, I think that Marquecas should probably be dealt. I mean, he's he's either going to walk into the air or we're going to trade him. Again, if, if you guys want to make the playoffs really bad, we don't really have anyone to replace him with yeah. in right field, so we'd need to keep him. But I don't know. I think we could probably... We're not going to get much from Marquecas, though. No, but if he keeps playing really well at the end of the if he, at the end of the deadline, someone's going to want him. Someone's desperate, and then we an play. AL, AL team that needs a just a hitter in there that already has a solid outfield. Any well, yeah, or you can try and find a contender who's uh, doesn't have a good corner outfielder because he's actually playing yeah. well. Defensive metrics, elite defense. This is the best defense he's played since he's been with the Braves. This is like a vintage Marquecas season, except it's the best one he's ever had. What are you basing that off of? Off of his range. His range is better. According to uh, Baseball Reference. Oh, okay. And he's saved a few runs already. So you have stats. Yeah, not just 
just talking out of my ass. I think he has older knees than last year, so I don't see how that could be possible. More motivated? I think he's more motivated yeah, to try and get another year. contract. Contract year. I think he's made Might some adjustments extra, and he's going for it. Extra hop in a step. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Marcakis, once again, if we're not if we're not in a position to make the playoffs, you definitely trade him. Even if we are, you got to at least entertain the notion if you find the right deal. Uh, and one more thing I wanted to just all of this setting up at the end of the year, I think we're going to be in the Bryce Harper conversation after this year. And I think that we don't need to do anything to mess that up. Because if we are in that conversation, our outfield for the foreseeable future will be Acuna, Enciarte, and Bryce Harper. And I think that that's something we can, we can work with in the future. Here's my thing with Bryce Harper. Is that Alex Anthopoulos has already said we're still a mid, mid-market team. You know, we can try and make some bigger moves. But to me, when I hear mid-sized market team and I hear Bryce Harper and I think of Liberty Media and we know what kind of owners they are, and we know what Terry McGurk is. I just don't see that as, a, as being feasible. We can dream about it all we want, but you think you think Terry McGurk's going to say, Alex, here's $400 million, go get Bryce Harper. I think You that, really think they're going to do that I based on that, our history with this, well, this ownership group? Bryce Harper is the kind of player that is you can't look at how much you're going to pay him you got to look also at what he's going to bring to the club. Oh, you're going to be selling out that doesn't matter. damn park every it, night. It's, it's just oh my god, it's going to be and there's it's going to be everything. We're going to be on Sunday night baseball every other they, Sunday. They, Bryce they, Harper and Acuna. Yeah, the Braves are nuts. just a part of a portfolio. They don't really care about making. I think a they, share yeah, they, now. They, that that would make them money. If, yeah. if someone got into a room and said, "This is going to they don't want to spend that much. This is going to they don't want to spend that much. You live in the past. How can I live in the past when this these fuckers have owned the team since 2003? And we've seen the kind of moves they've made, and the kind of money they're willing to spend, and they're not willing to spend that much. Because now they got a ballpark that they're making money off. Of. Not willing to spend that much. They're going to spend more than we're used to because of that. Because we have, we three have given a lot of money to the battery. Sure. But other than that, we're we're still not in a position to go out and get Bryce Harper to me. Well, who else are we paying for right now? Freddie. Yeah. That's it. But we're not going like the biggest contract we're going to give out is like 150 million or something. We're not going to be able to give up a 400 million dollar contract. Now, and I'd love probably, to be proved wrong. I'd love to be proved wrong, but this tr- the track record indicates that that is not going to happen. Then he'd probably like tear his ACL and oh, be injury prone. Don't, and don't talk about that. I would love to do it. Don't get me wrong. I, I just don't I think, think it's possible. I mean, I just I, I see there's there's holes in our lineup. You know, there's one at third that I think we can probably fill with Riley. Um, you know, another young player that's <coughs> going to be a little bit of an unknown. Um, He's doing. I don't think shortstop is is a great position for us no right it's now. not set in stone Dansby started off the season well um, and he's played better defense admittedly yeah but I still don't know how to feel about him right right I mean you get caught up in it initially and you're like oh my god look at him he's, right. he's the guy we thought he was but you know it's we're only a month in the season so right. I, just, I, think that, I think that we have about you know four or five holes still yeah we need to fill to be you know to scare anybody right we have a we have a, a great you know Five hitters per- that are that are really really yeah. good, really mm-hmm. good. And no, you know, Freddie's great. Um, Ozzy's been playing out of his mind. I think he's going to come back down a little bit. He already is a little bit. Yeah, he's kind of slumping. I, a lot of people are slumping right now, but um, we're still winning. So yeah, I think um, just to talk about Riley. He just earned a promotion <laughs> to AAA. Austin Riley, third base uh-huh. prospect. Yeah, he is slashing at AA this year. He was slashing three thirty three, three ninety four, six seventy seven. Um. So, 
I think he is coming for the third base job yeah, next he, year. He, I, I think this year. You think it's possible this year? Yeah, dude. I mean, with what we're seeing so far, with they're obviously not scared to call up these young guys. Like, we didn't think Soroka would be full-time at this point, spot in the rotation at this point. Yeah. Well, they really bucked it. They really wanted to send him down, and they knew they were going to get all sorts of hell if they did. Not stupid. They were just like, oh, well, we're going to send him down. Let, let Everyone him, was like, what are you talking about? Let him. His ass off. Yeah, I mean, he had that bad start against the Giants, but let him figure yeah, it out over, over, like, if yeah. he, after five starts, he's not, like, five, six, seven starts, he's not pitching well, then, yeah, okay, yeah, reason. But after two starts, one of which he was amazing, you gotta you gotta leave them in the in the lineup which, or in the rotation, which they are doing. Yeah, I know. I, I'm just oh, I'm saying. Okay. Well, and when like you shouldn't entertain the notion is what I'm trying to say. Don't even entertain that shit. Let the kid prove himself. When Anibal Sanchez comes back, is he gonna stay? He'll be in the he'll be in a bullpen. long reliever. Although, as people like to say, these things work there. Yeah, work so someone gets hurt because Tehran's gonna no. be traded after he has one more good start. Yeah, we'll see. I think uh, let's talk about third base guys for a second. It's only been five games, not including tonight's game. Today is May, what, May 10th? Yeah, May 10th. Well, include tonight's game. We know what's happened through one at bat. Okay, he's three for 17. 188, 350, 250 slugging percentage. I have have noticed that he is uh, just awful. He's slow on a ton of pitches up in the zone. He's popping up a lot. I have not been impressed. It's only been five games. But this was just such a dumb move. Such a dumb move. And we're seeing why it was. He's worked the count a little bit. He's, he's, he, has a, he, has a, he has a 350 on base percentage. I'll give him that. For having a 180 I thought that's all that mattered in baseball now is on base percentage, getting on base. That's, 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 a, that's a fine – it's a solid on base percentage. It's not anything to write home about. It's like hitting 250, Adam. Are these numbers just for the, what, seven games he's played? Yeah. Oh, those are bullshit numbers. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just – I'm just saying. I haven't seen anything to indicate that he's well, ready to go out there and play. He's so slow hitting the fucking ball. His bat speed is pathetic. We didn't have another Pathetic. Option. We had Camargo. Camargo is Camargo stop. Yeah, we had Flaherty. Flaherty okay, has not come okay, down yeah, that right. much. And Flaherty I got to say that Brian Snitker must have a vendetta. A vendetta. Uh, against Ryan Flair. He must have fucked his wife or something because why would you start Charlie Culberson? And don't tell me that he got a triple and he got a single last night over what Ryan Flaherty has done this year. Because uh, he's a righty and they were facing two lefties. Oh, shut the fuck up. And uh, did I mention that Culberson got a triple and a single in the game? I mentioned that. <laughs> it's, just, I, it's, it's just stupid. It's just stupid. I uh, Yeah, that, I was very surprised to see Culberson in. But... I think he must hate Flaherty. Flaherty has done nothing. He, he has not hit in 360 anymore. Sorry, but he's still, you know, when he's been in the in the games, he's done pretty well, and he hasn't killed you defensively. So I don't know why you want to put him at third base. Let's also be honest. Um, we didn't lose, get swept in that series because of Bautista. No, but it's just like, not it who I, it's it not who I want. Us. He's played. Oh, it's not who you want. Boo hoo. There are better options. It's all about what gives you a, who gives you a better chance to who win. Who gives Adam. you the most potential, Bautista or Flaherty? Flaherty, based off this year, because he can still play at the major league level. We went over this last week, Adam. Jose Bautista is not a major league baseball player anymore. The stats last year proved it, and the stats this year so far are proving it. And I don't give a shit. If it's only five, five games. games. I've seen nothing from him. Hey, we're up one nothing. I've seen nothing. I've seen nothing. Yeah, he hit a ground out 
to shortstop. Well, better than big a, shit. Better and than weak contact. Better than weak a, contact. Better than Ozzy, Acuna, and Freddie could do with Charlie Culberson on third base and nobody okay. out a couple oh, nights ago. Okay, so you're gonna hold one bat at bat against guys who well, have proven if, themselves all year. Well, and Freddie has proven himself since 2011. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck. I'm holding everything as much. I'm holding a whole. Two years against Bautista being a below average replacement, below replacement level baseball player. Bullshit move. Blinded by loyalty, Anthopolis Sorry for the Yoda. I'm glad to see the booze isn't the reason for your anger. <laughs> Bautista is the reason for my anger. I think the, like, the lack of steroids is the reason that he's come down so hard. He's also 37. And he hasn't had a good year since 2015. When steroids were rampant. There you go. Don't sleep on them. I'll sleep on them while I want. I agree that Flaherty is a, a better bo- option. But. Yes, it gives you a better chance to win. He's a void, a black hole in this lineup who gives you nothing but Jeez. pop-ups and the occasional walk. Well, also, good chance from the crowd on Sunday when oh. I was there. People are excited about Oh, yeah, you're so excited. Jose, 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 Jose. What do you do for Ryan Flaherty? You say, oh, look at that. Oh, that man's gonna. That, <laughs> Flaherty's still here. That man's gonna gonna work the count, get walks. He's gonna hit homers. He's gonna play solid defense. He's gonna get on base. Gonna hit homers. Now you're big he's gonna, gonna hit a couple of home runs. All right, fuck me. I don't care. Flaherty gives you a better chance to win, and nothing can tell me that he doesn't. None of it matters because I think Austin Riley's up. I'm gonna mark. Put it down now, Graham. All right. All star break. Austin Riley. I'll bet you five dollars. Deal. Love it. I see that they just shook hands. It is official. Legit. I love it. How was the crowd on uh, Sunday? Sunday? I mean, it was another big crowd. Yeah. They just didn't have much to cheer about. It sounded like that um, that Friday night game when, uh, was it Freddie hit a home run? Or mm-hmm. who hit a home run? The Freddie. Yeah, yeah. Freddie. Yeah. It went just wild. Yeah, good. I mean, the second inning wasn't great. but Yeah. No, it was, uh, Sunday was just weird. We, we had seats um, behind home plate in the upper deck, like first row, which were cool. But we had just this huge, like, redneck guy behind me. It was just so obnoxious. I couldn't put up with him anymore. What was he doing? Well, do an impression of him. Well, he's like one of those guys that doesn't know a ton about baseball. And I, Do you say, go dogs? He was basically that guy. Yeah, I don't appreciate that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, but he's just like, oh, this kid looks good. Look at him. Oh, that's a strike from here. What are you talking about, umpire? Oh, that's a strike. And then at one point he's like, hey, Steve, pass me some of that watermelon. <laughs> like this is a real conversation. And then him and like Steve, Steve. are sitting there eating watermelon. He's like, you know, this watermelon is actually, it's really good for you. It's got a lot of antioxidants. And, like, I don't even need a cup of water because, you know, this is 98% water. That, hence the name, watermelon. Wow. Uh, I was like, in my head, I'm like, so you're an antioxidant guy now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but he, it was just, like, unbearable. I couldn't do it. He was I don't think he was even drunk. He was just loud. Eating watermelon, being healthy. Thinking about his antioxidant intake. Yeah, or his oxygen intake. And then I was a little jealous. I didn't have any watermelon. <laughs> like, hey, Steve, give me a piece <laughs> of that watermelon. <laughs> but, uh, so we, we ended up moving to the standing room only uh-huh. area. out in, That we went to? Yeah. yeah. It's good, a good area. Yeah, it is a good area. Um, but, yeah, it, it was it, third game this year, though. First loss. I'll take that. Yeah, that's fine. I think that wraps up Braves. I think before we get into United, I want to talk about a team that matters a little more to me before we get uh, to them. 
talk about the Hawks for a brief second. I want to float an idea past you guys. Um, I haven't heard anything about the coaching search. Mm-mm. I don't know if you guys have. Nope. But I have heard. I Zilch. Have. You have? Yeah. What's, what's the word? <laughs> um, or Hawks insider Adam Kowal. Here's my inside knowledge. Uh, they want to hire some like loser assistant coach from Philadelphia. Okay. Lionel something or other, I believe. Lionel Hutz, attorney at law. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but basically, it doesn't matter who they hire. Like, because it's just going to be someone here that's going to do whatever the schlank wants. Yeah. Which is lose games. And then once develop, we start... Develop players, though. Maybe. But you got to develop players. But then once we start to get better... Well, you only get better by developing players and acquiring talent. Got to develop players. Well, Schlenk's going to acquire the talent. And then the coach should be able, and his personnel should be able to develop the players. And even if they, With the understanding that they will be fired. Yes, as soon as, we, as soon as these players are developed, and then we bring in a real coach. Well, you know what I was thinking, which I think would be awesome. What do you want, like Stan Van Gundy? No. I want on James, player coach. <laughs> That'd be sweet, but no. Ooh, Dikembe? Ooh, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, <laughs> That'd be no, great. No, no. No, I, no one can understand a word I, you say. I, I, he I, just I, says, block the ball, block yeah. the ball. Yeah. I want, and this is not a PC liberal move, I want Becky Hammond. Mm. And I'll tell you why. That is a PC liberal move. but It I, is, but I, I don't I'll want it for those reasons. She's with the Spurs, right? Yes. She has been brought up under Greg Popovich for like, sound familiar? I was about to say, this might not be a good fit if we just went through this. But he gave us the best season in the history of the Atlanta Hawks. So... Shove it. Um, <laughs> you, you tell him, Graham. Uh, I was, and she's well respected throughout the Spurs organization. Highly thought of basketball mind, not just because she's a woman, because she actually knows what the hell she's doing. One, it gives you a chance where there's no pressure. All you gotta do is just develop players and, and learn the ropes. It's a chance to learn the ropes as a coach. And it's also a nice PR move. But I don't really care about that, but it's good for the organization, right? It could attract some people to want to come out to more games. And, like I said, no pressure, develop players, let's see what happens. It's a low-risk move. And then if she actually does well, and she actually develops the talent, and we acquire enough talent, maybe she stays on. What do you think? I think that's actually, it, I think it's a great fit for her because, again, like you said, there's really no pressure I mean to, to do anything with right. this team. As opposed to going to They're, the Bucks, which she's gonna interview with the Bucks. And the Bucks have Giannis, they have Jabari Parker, they have well, they have expectations. We have no expectations right, 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 right. now. But sorry, continue. But uh, but I I think that it, it's also a little bit of a nightmarish situation for her too. Because mm-hmm. she is coming into such a bad situation. Because the coach that comes in, like me and Adam just said, you know, has to have the understanding that, you know, this is probably temporary until we get back on our feet. Yeah. So maybe it's a good move for her just to get her feet wet. I don't right. know. I just yeah, think it'd yeah. be it would shake well, things up. I think up. as good a PR move it was it, yeah. if it would be for us to you know to hire the first woman head coach, it would also look terrible if we then fired her if she had any sort of. <laughs> hey, you know what? Like, <laughs> she should be expected to be treated the same way as. as it doesn't work like no, that, no, no. though. I understand that we're, that's the At, ideal situation, but we're going to get a lot of coverage for it. Yeah. And then if we just go out and hire, you know. Regu- you know who some other assistant who no one knows, and he's here for two years. We kind of bridge the gap, and then we hire a real coach. 
that's going to be fine. But if we hire her, say so she... So you're saying she's not a real coach because she, she's a woman? No, no, no. I'm saying like... <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, no, I'm saying like... And then Showing she, your true colors She right comes here. in. She comes Chauvinist in. Chauvinist pig. <laughs> oh, Jesus. See, See this is, these are the issues they're going to run right. into. <laughs> I'm just saying it would be very hard to fire her. And, yes. And right. look fair. And my but, if, but if she doesn't do her job, you fire her. Then who gives a shit? Also, you just opened with this person has to realize they have to throw games... Yeah. They're gonna have to throw games, and I mean, she's not, not gonna, gonna be. be an she's not gonna be as good a coach as Coach Boldenhoser. She's going to lose more games next year than he did this year, regardless well, of whether or not she tries to throw it. Or anyone not. will. I know. So I'm just saying. Yeah. I think it's a win-win opportunity. I think it's for a the risk, organization. I think it's a risky move for her. to backfire. On the what, what, what is the risk? Everything we just said. But because yeah, there, of the liberal be, bullshit. Yeah, there's gonna be good PR at the get-go, but then once things start to a, you have to have a really mature set of players that's true think realistically like there's a lot of Dennis Schroeder is our like youngest our oldest player like oh god she's gonna have to be able to command the respect of all these young men she seems like she's commanded the respect of people in the Spurs organization it is a class there's also the fear of uh coach what's his face what pop pop above above her that's true all reports though indicate that she's a sound basketball mind She's qualified for the job. It's not just a, a mercy hire. It's not just doing it to do it. It's saying this could be a qualified candidate. Why not evaluate her? See what she could bring to the I'm table. Fine with that. It's definitely worth yeah. an interview. Yeah. I'd say at least, at the very least, interview her and see what she could bring to the table, man. It could be also really exciting because it's about fucking time a woman was a head coach, a qualified woman. There's yeah. plenty of unqualified men that have been head coach like Tyron Lue. When we, so. when we fire, well, that's true. When we fire her, though, do we lose all those new fans that we gained? Probably, but you know, who knows if? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Perhaps, probably, yes. I don't think it's happening because I, I don't think it should be a big deal to hire a woman at all. But I feel like it would. Be oh, it'd be massive. Some it'd be like, massive. It's it'd be like I, I would feel like if I were her, I just want to be like you know ho hum, go about my business. I don't want to be course. like of course smarter. But M- Milwaukee just seems like a better town for that to happen to. Like up north, like it's Milwaukee. It's like Wisconsin. It's just like cold. They're kind of off the radar. Atlanta, we're down south. Yeah, but it's a super super liberal town. Everybody would love that shit. It's still Atlanta. I don't still Georgia. I don't think anyone would dislike it because she's a woman. Yeah, you'd be surprised. It's not. Well, there would be some people who'd be like that. You know, they would say, "Oh, she can't coach." Oh, what are they going to do? Not go to the Hawks games? Plenty of people that everyone does anyway. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's probably people that aren't going to. It would get me. It would get me to buy a ticket. You'd get like fifty thousand like terrible tweets about it. Yeah, but then you'd also get two hundred thousand nice tweets. Milwaukee's just more off the grid, though. Yeah, and it's a better situation if they want to win now. I just think it creates a lot of pressure. But it'd be great to come in for her to come in here with 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 nothing. I mean, she has a lot to prove, but. No expectations. It would definitely be an exciting hire. Yeah. But they're down to, like, their <coughs> final four, and she's not the on the list. The Hawks are? Yeah. Which is pretty funny, because so she's on the Bucks list, and I think she's above Coach Bud. So Coach That's Bud hilarious. might end up with no job. I bet Coach Pop was like, if you're going to hire one of them, hire her. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's terrible. That guy's gotten yeah. a little full of himself recently. Yeah. be interesting. Nice, nice thought, though. Girl. Yeah, something. I was just thinking about that on my drive home today. I was like, "Look at him." Why not? There's at least something to talk about, right? That's, exactly. that's, that's the most I've cared about any Hawks segment we've done in the past year. year. Yeah, at least. Yeah. So there so, you have it. Good on you. Ooh, lottery's coming up. I was this just week, about though. to mention that. Yeah, so it's on May fifteenth, whatever day that is. 
Uh, I think it's Saturday. No, that's not it's a Wednesday. I think it's today plus five days. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. So, yeah, a lot of projections think we're getting the fifth. I know Brad Rowland said he thinks we're getting the fifth, uh, or I don't know if it's Brad Rowland or someone else. Someone else, someone said we're getting the fifth pick. Mm. Who gives a shit though? We'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out on it's Wednesday. A lottery. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, why is anyone even writing that? It's really stupid. I think I'm going to win the lottery. Yeah. You got about as much credit yeah. as that guy who wrote that article. And now for our weekly segment. What are we calling this today in the Braves rebuild? Sure. This week and no, today. Today, today in the Braves. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to look at um, May 10th, 2016. Where we had uh, the nineteen and fourteen Phillies against your seven and twenty-four Braves. Jesus! And just as a reminder, this is to make us appreciate the competitive baseball that we see now. Is Freddy Gonzalez still here? I still can't remember when he got fired. This m- must have been right around the time. Yeah, I think he got fired in May. But yeah, seven and twenty-four at this point. Um, yeah, no bueno. And uh, we lost three to two, boys. So here's what our lineup looked like that day. The now MVP caliber, Nick Markakis. Leading off. Was leading Jesus. off. He went over three with a walk. That tracks. Ender was hitting second, two for four. Freddie, two for four, pretty standard. Your cleanup hitter back then was Tyler Flowers, over for four. Hitting fifth, your boy Frenchie. Oh, Jesus. Over for four. Hitting sixth. Your boy, Kelly Johnson. Gordon Beckham. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Man. Over for 2. Kelly Johnson pinch hit for Gordon Beckham, of course, and went, went one for one. Nice. Because that guy's a stud. I love Kelly. Oh, I forgot about him. Uh, Chase Darno. Oh, yeah. Oh. The, uh, the singer. Yeah, the singing guy. Rapping motherfucker. Who also plays second base. Yeah. One for three. And then uh, Reed Brignac. Reed Brignac again. Yeah. Your boy Eric Ibar went over three that oh, night. It's awful. And but once again, Matt he makes BJ Upton blush. Once again, Matt Whistler though eight innings, three wow. runs. Wow, two walks, two strikeouts. Not bad. The guy ate up innings, and then uh, Graham's favorite relief pitcher of all time, Ian Kroll. Ah, oh, Kroll, the worst. P- pitched one scoreless inning. Only time in his career. Yeah, it's not true. That's but really it feels not a like terrible it. box score for us. I mean, no. that's just a that's a. It's not like we got killed there. Yeah. No, that's just you close know, game. That's still a pretty shitty lineup. That's we, a we got home we got out for... pitched by Adam Morgan. I don't think he's even in baseball anymore. Ryan Howard was uh, still batting cleanup for them back then. What did he do? He was over four. So we picked him up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And uh, that's this <coughs> day in the Braves rebuild. Thanks a lot, boys. Compared to now, where we are beating at least at the time of this recording. Excuse me, Jesus. Are being the Marlins one nothing and are twenty one and fourteen first place in the National League East. It's called progress, indeed. Okay, let's move on to Atlanta United. We're actually having a full blown, relevant, intelligent, some uh, might say, uh, Atlanta United coverage. At least one third intelligent conversation. Uh, so Arthur, why don't you uh, 
let us know what's going on with this old uh, soccer team that we have here. Well, so I think the last time I was on was after the after the very first game, right? Or was it before the before the yeah. But then I was texting you. You te- about yeah, that right. That game. So we've included some so of your was, info. That was the was, uh, other than last night. That was the last game or that we had lost. We had we had a long uh, unbeaten streak in the middle of those two losses. Um, that we look great, and I want to point out that. I think I was pretty hard on the uh, center backs at one point. That you, I think that was when I was texting you. Parkhurst, Parkhurst, and uh, Lorenovich. Lorenovich. No, no, no. He's he's not a center back anymore. Oh, yeah. he, that was a little stopgap there for a little bit. Um, but Parkhurst is looking great. Um, who's the other guy's name? I'm, I'm completely. Is Parkhurst the now. German? No, no. Kratz is the German guy that's getting a lot of attention now for his free kicks. So he just. Oh kind of, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, a yeah. specialty. <laughs> Excuse me. So he's a specialty free kicker. He's just really, really good. And I yeah, watched a couple I, last night too. Yeah, yeah. Got, got I watched him. Uh, I think I don't know if it's the first game he came into, but it's the one we won four nothing. I think against Montreal. Yeah, dude was doing work. Yeah, he's and I mean he's he's a really solid player just all around. But he's, um, yeah, he's he's pretty deadly. Um, That's who Graham and I were attempting to discuss last week. Yeah, but we didn't know his name. Yeah, we're like he's got a lot of notoriety recently just because he scored two goals from free kicks. Last week, what's his deal? Where did he come? Besides Germany, uh, I'm not, I'm not quite sure where we picked him up, but I know he's there. he's German, um, yeah. but I'm, I'm I'm really not sure his story before he got here. Um, but like I said, the center backs been playing great. The defense as a whole has been playing great. Uh, we you know we have the probably the three best attackers in the league, maybe four best attackers in the league. I don't know. Um, so we're super dangerous. Even last night when we went down a man, um, we looked like the more dangerous teams a lot of the game. That they were we were. We got scored on because we got countered on, which is just something that doesn't happen when you're down a man. You usually just shell up and let the other team attack you and hope for a tie. Um, but we were still attacking them, and they were still respecting our, our offense, which is pretty um, pretty amazing. Yeah, they, I actually watched that entire game last night, believe yeah. it or not, at Hampton and Hudson. And, I mean, they, they still had a ton of shots on goal yeah. uh, after Guzan. Yeah, there, we, we should have scored a few times, I think. And, and really, before Guzan was out, we should have scored a, a few times. We... I'm noticing with this team, we often have a lot of chances early, and if we don't capitalize early, you kind of get that feeling like, ooh, I really, really wish we could have gotten one or two there because we're starting to look like we're not going to score. Um, Martinez was definitely off sides for that. The yeah, goal I think that was called so. back though, right? That, that was a little, a little um, funky because it did get tipped, and as soon as it gets tipped, that doesn't matter, someone, though, right? Yeah. You should you should be free to go. So that was kind of so I think it was a bullshit I think call. Then. I was watching it on mute because I was also watching the Braves game. I was doing the double screen thing, and um, and so I wasn't really listening to the to the broadcasters talk about it. But from what I could see, the ball got tipped, and as soon as it gets tipped, he's no longer in offsides position. So that should have been well, um, allowed to play on. But I also hear that ref that was uh, in the game last night is basically the CB Buckner of oh, really? MLS. Uh, apparently, or at young. least of the Uni- Atlanta yeah. United, he really has it out for the United, like CB well, Buckner and the Braves. I don't know about all that, but he looked young. I'd, I'd never seen him before. But oh yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah our, I didn't know there was a history with him. Our goalkeeper is Guzan. That's his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, was that he was ejected? Yeah. Was that card. worthy of a red card? That oh yeah. Move when oh, he came yeah. out. Okay. Textbook. Really. Not okay. only was he. The, <clears throat> so the rule is that the last defender. If you take down someone in a clear scoring position. Mm-hmm. That's just a no-brainer red card. Okay. And he was, the goalie is the last defender. Um, even if it's the second-to-last defender, it's still a red card. Um, who It's usually not the goalie that does that. Um, 
So you think but, he was actually going for the guy, or was no, he no, going? he wasn't going for the guy because yeah. he, he's not stupid. He was going for the ball. Right. He knew if he if he made contact with the ball, it would have been fine, even if he got the man. But I think right. he was really just trying to stop him at that point. Yeah. I think he was kind of caught in no man's land a little bit. He probably shouldn't have been out that far. I understand why he came out, and he kind of had to commit there. But he he caught him pretty cleanly on the shin too with his. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. Was, I do want to That was pretty. Him. That yeah. was uh, anyone who says, "Oh, he just tripped him," which I heard on the radio today. I was like, "Wow." That was not just a trip. Yeah, no, that, that, was, that man went flying. That was like yeah. a legitimate. If that if that other guy was actually hurt, I would I'd yeah. be okay with that. As I mean, opposed that, to yeah. normally guys are like rolling, going, ah, but yeah. it's not that bad. That was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, um, that was yeah full collision or full speed collision there. But again, I mean, most people weren't complaining that, that was a red card. It was just a, oh man, that stinks. Now you're we right. Gotta, right now we got to bring in you know, and the, then all of a sudden you're like, who is our backup right now? Yeah. So Alex what, hurt. Alec was Alec has been hurt for a few weeks, um, and. He was down playing with the Atlanta United 2 a few weeks ago. I think that's where he got hurt. I'm not quite sure uh. about that. Um, but So he was he was not on the roster. We had to bring up a the 22-year-old guy, Christensen, from that Atlanta United 2 team and sign him to a professional contract, an MLS contract, just mm. for a few days just to be on the bench. And we were like, ah, well, whatever. It's not right. going to be a big deal. It's not going to come up. Red card to, the main, to Guzan. Now it's an issue. Yeah. Here comes this... Did you see him? He looked yeah. like he was fourteen. Young years as old. hell. Yeah. He looked like he was the var- the you know the varsity freshman. Right. Like, he did not look like he was twenty two. No, he had a deer in the headlights moment too yeah. at the end of the game. Yeah, he that on oh, that, that second uh, goal that was uh, that was pretty ugly. Yeah, there wasn't much he should he could have really done about it. He probably should have stayed on his line and just let it come to him. But it's kind of a nose win situation, right? One on one with someone like that. So he at least he came out and made a play and tried to do something. But yeah, um, yeah, it didn't really work out. Kind of looked a little silly doing it, but I don't think I. You know, we were attacking so hard right at the end of the game there that we didn't care if we gave up another goal. We were sure. just trying to tie it. So at that point, another goal is nothing. Right, just go for um, it. Yeah, so it well, wasn't a huge thing. So where after this loss to Sporting Kansas, as a stupid sporting, sporting name, Sporting Kansas City. <laughs> oh, that's how is that mean? Soccer. Um, so Sporting is the number one team in the Western mm-hmm. Conference, um, and we're the number one team in the Eastern Conference. We're still the number one team in the Eastern Conference. Um, but they were, you know, there were no slouch that we were playing last night. Yeah. So, um, and I really think we dominated them, um, even without, you know, even down a man. We still looked so much better, which just gives me more confidence in our, um, especially in our attackers, that we command so much respect that they still sat back and were, you know, still a little nervous to attack us fully because they were concerned about the, uh, about the counter um, that we could put on them. Back to these stupid soccer names, real quick. <laughs> yeah, that's all I really interested in here. Aren't were we on it? You said back to it. I didn't realize we were on them. Well, last night we were discussing it, and uh, it was either Gabe or Jared that was like, Where is sporting and what is a Kansas City? <laughs> uh, that's probably yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, so why I is thought you were gonna say names of a person. Not names no. of the club. Oh no no, that's all I got. That's all I got. Um, so how uh, MLS season seems like it takes forever. Yeah. The, Where um, are we right now in the season? Uh, we're still in the first quarter of the season, and it goes in what until September? Yeah, that's late, insane. Late September too. Wow. I think maybe into October. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, it, it's a pretty long season. I know the English um, Premier League is nine months out of the year. Wow. So it's it's a pretty long season. Was that Barco fellow playing last night? He was. They took him off. Uh, no, wait. They took off Viabla to 
So he played the whole game. Wasn't like, Barco the one that had the setup to Martinez for the goal that was called back? I'm not sure if that was him or not. I think he was. Was he? I mean, he's been playing really well. He looked well. pretty good. Yeah, and he was. He looked really threatening near the end of the game too. He still had a lot of, a lot of energy with the ball. Um, Almiron did not look good near the end of the game because he clearly was gassed because he worked so hard the whole game. Generally, of uh, being down a man. Too. Yeah. Um, I mean, he he looked real. He looked kind of out of sorts, but Barco kind of took control at the end. And gave us a, a few opportunities, maybe not shots on goal, but definitely opportunities around the box. How? He was the one that got fouled for Kratz to have that one of those free kicks. Mm. Um, one of those was him. Since uh, Barca has been healthy, how has he seemed to you in terms of the hype? Is it is it justified? Is it is he just getting his feet wet? How how does it look to you? I mean, it looks looks good to me. He's surrounded by a lot of good offensive players. So I mean, I think that um, he was probably more. Again, I don't know much about the league that he was in, that Argentinian league, but it seems like he he's playing a little bit second fiddle, a little more than he's used to, and he's mm-hmm. kind of finding his role, but he's he plays really well on the ball. Um, his movement off the ball sometimes isn't, isn't awesome. Um, that's why Martinez is so good to me, because he moves so well without the ball at his feet, um, and he just gets in position, especially when Almiron has the ball. Uh, next time you're watching a game, when Almiron has the ball attacking, just watch Martinez. He just finds a way to get um, to get some space, and Almiron can usually find them. Um, those two are deadly when they when they're together. He and you know also with Vialba with the ball, um, same thing. Um, but I think that he's kind of finding his way. Um, you know, he's he's definitely looking better. I after the other than this game that I watched last night, I've been busy for the the last two games I didn't watch before that. So I haven't I don't and we smoked everyone we played those two games. Mm-hmm. So uh, I haven't been able to watch those two. I'm, I'm sure he's been playing well though. Judging by the score lines, at least. Graham, did you hear your boy uh, John Kincaid talking about going to the game yesterday? No, I did not. I think he described the environment. Maybe you'll agree with this. He called it the best Atlanta home field advantage in the regular season. Currently, yes. Yeah. Oh, the, he yeah. said he did say in the regular season. Too. Yeah. yeah, and the the big point was that you don't see fans walking around in the other team's jersey. Because who gives a shit? Who gives a shit about it? Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a poor uh, I think poor judgment. Like who, who's going to come in out of town from a, an opposing MLS uh, city? Did you see all? Who those? gives a shit? Who lives here as a transplant about the MLS? No one. So that's not necessarily well, no, no, true. That is definitely that's not you, true. That's friend. definitely not true. That's putting your bias on this situation. That's definitely. I think so. The there's plenty of MLS fans. Yeah, I think the that aren't Atlanta United fans. Probably. No. That's what I'm trying to say. Less if you're probably. from Kansas Less City, probably. I'm saying okay, you have a higher probability of Yankees fans coming into SunTrust, Packers fans coming to Mercedes Benz, or Knicks fans coming to Phillips Arena, or Sporting Kansas City coming to fucking, <laughs> uh, or LA Galaxy. Who's a big MLS team? Yeah, the Galaxy. LA Galaxy yeah. coming to Mercedes Benz. Who do you think is going to have the least amount of fucking opposing jerseys? I mean, that's obviously. Maybe that maybe that says more about how the Falcons can't hold their own stadium. Than maybe it also says more about how the popularity of the MLS overall, in terms of the history of that of that league compared to baseball, football, whatever else. Basketball. No one's trying to say the MLS is. Well, that's what John Kincaid's saying. He says it's the no, best. No, it's the, no. no, it was no. The off. rationale for that is he's saying that there's not other. Guys walk around in the opposing team's jerseys. That's because who gives a shit about the MLS? It's the best home field advantage. I will agree with that, but his rationale, his supporting argument to the main argument is from yeah, what I, you're I, saying. I didn't agree with his, from what you're saying is because you don't have opposing fans in the building. 
Which is true. Because there aren't that many opposing fans from MLS teams that are probably that probably give a shit enough to come to a soccer game. Did you see how many? Um, <laughs> Atlanta, or they um, don't exist. Atlanta United fans went to LA for the. I don't oh, think it was yeah. the Galaxy. I think it was, yeah. we were playing the other LA team. Yeah, there was, was a shit ton out there. There was a but bunch that went out. I I would agree that in terms of right now, even though I know everyone wants to give me shit about what I said, uh, I will agree that Atlanta United definitely. Yeah, it's not like a revelatory shock jock statement. Yeah, they have the best home crowd right now overall. Okay. I'll, I'll agree with that. I think they need to open the stadium up a little bit more often. Seems like they could sell it out every really, game. I, I was trying to go to the game last night, and the cheapest tickets I could find were like $65. And Gross. I was like, no, I'm uh, not doing that. I don't want the standing room only tickets either. I'm an adult. I'm, pay, a, I'm a big proponent of standing room Pay $28 room to stand and watch a screen? Yeah. No, <laughs> not me, Claire. <laughs> I mean, I did say it was on par with, with the Falcons, but I mean, overall, like, especially when Atlanta United scored, that place was fucking deafening. Uh, that was, it was pretty impressive. You gotta but admit, it's fun. I had a good time. I'm not, I mean, I, I like Atlanta United. I'm not gonna... Yeah. I would just like to go to another game to see, like, if the environment can continue to live up to that, to that hype. I have I have one thing to say about no, this could be about soccer fans, American soccer fans in general, or Atlanta United fans more specifically. Open up to other fans. Like I don't know why soccer fans are so defensive about. Oh well, I'm I'm a bigger soccer fan. This is my, this is my big sport. You can have you know a Braves hat. They're on. a bit pretentious, and, right? You can yeah. have a Braves hat on at a United game. It's not a big deal. There's You'll a- see dirty looks at people, and you're like, what's the issue right now? We're Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's something weird that, that happens, and I know no. a lot of United fans that aren't like this, but you get a lot that, you know, they're like, well, I'm a really big fan, and, <laughs> and you can't be a fan because I'm a big fan. It's like, no, this is inclusive. You need yeah. to let everyone in, and if someone wants to, you know, I don't know. It, it's just annoying to me. That's yeah. kind of a soccer thing in general, that they're just defensive about everything, but... Right. Again, I'm a huge soccer fan, mm-hmm. but I'm also a huge Braves fan, so yeah. it's not like it's... I can't be both. Well, I think it's because people think it's a more dignified sport, and there's more ins and outs to it. I'm sure those are exact words. <laughs> ins and outs. Yeah. <laughs> well, ins and outs to Therefore, soccer. you have to be more intelligent to watch it. Well, I think... No. Well, I no. <laughs> well, you have to know the rules. Right. I mean, look, that's that's still can, something I've never You can have fun watching a soccer game and not know what the Absolutely. Going I had a good on. time. Every time I watch United, I have a good time watching them. I don't know what the fuck... I, I mean, I get on the sides, but that's about it. Handball. This does actually remind me Handball. of the story about Watermelon Man earlier where you were being a pretentious Braves fan. Yeah. <laughs> True. I mean, I mean, I'll admit, I'll admit, right? I'll admit I am biased. And like when yeah. people start talking about like, I mean, we said it. Like I said it on the show where I went nuts about how like I don't think the environment's the most amazing thing in the world. And I said like, they fucking think they're so much better than <laughs> us non like super soccer fans. But that doesn't mean I don't think, it's not like to say that I don't think that United is great for the city and that I don't like United, I do. I'm just tired of the air of pompousness that kind of comes out of some of that, you know, hardcore fan base, yeah. I guess. I don't know how to describe what it is, but there's something about soccer fans that if they don't see you as an equal soccer fan, then they will oh, turn their nose up at you and you don't mm-hmm. understand. Well, it's like, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And generally, it's an overweight dad who you're like, I look at him and I'm like, I know so much more than you about this. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? It's like you coached your rec, your son's rec team. Cool. Good on you. All right. 
Um, but it's just a little... You just need to be more inclusive, right. United fans. And maybe that's why we're still having a hard time fully embracing it. Right. Because we don't we feel, don't feel welcome. We don't feel welcome. We and, feel like we're part of the old guard. And again, again <laughs> the, uh, along with that you know, welcoming, you have to also be welcoming of the other Atlanta teams that you have to admit have been here longer. Yep. The Braves are a bigger deal than United. It's just going to happen. I mean, there's just more attention paid to the Braves. There's also um, a, history. Yeah. There's also a giant falcon outside Mercedes-Benz Stadium. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Well, I don't care about the Falcons, so. That's fine. But <laughs> I mean, I care about them, but they're pretty low down on, on your whole, yeah. on my sports. Yeah, team. that's fine. I'm just saying, like, to back up what you're, what you, what the statement you made, it's like there's not some big Atlanta United statue in front of the Mercedes-Benz saying there's a Falcon. There might be after. There might be the soon. Cup. But I'm just saying, it's like they have to work themselves in a little bit more. But yeah. I, I cannot deny the power of. The marketing that's gotten people out, the passion that people have for the team, and the success they're having, yeah, um, it's it's pretty tremendous. So it's a perfect situation for for this club for sure. Yeah, and definitely the best fan base in MLS, no doubt. Yeah, better than the Georgia Swarm, I'll tell you that much. If I hear Brian Finneran get Talk all excited <laughs> about the Georgia Swarm, he's like, oh, "I'm going to be out there this Saturday. It's only twenty five dollars. We're going to go to the Cup again, the yeah. World Champion, Who the gives World Champion, our first championship." Professional sports championships since 1995. Well, they're it's about like, to go back to the championship, but they're acting like people care. No one cares. No one gives no. a shit. Maybe they, some they, people live in Norcross. They too. have a really. They had really bad luck coming in here with United coming in too. Yeah, they that's really, true. They really lost out on uh, the on the yeah United market. United casts a very long shadow. Well, that's somebody's fault. Like someone should have known. Oh, we're getting yeah. an MLS team, and Arthur Blank is behind it. It's and it's probably be big, and it's going to be at a brand new yeah. state of the art stadium. Yeah. Oh, but this lacrosse team that uh, let's tennis. just throw that out and where the where hey, hey guys, where hey, they hey, play hey, guys, 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 got to remember Georgia Swarm, our official follower of Atlanta's own on Twitter. They're going to hear this and, and feel like uh, they're being Unfollow. treated very unfairly. <laughs> yeah. Of course, we've never talked about them before, so yeah. this could be huge for them. It's going to be big. Yeah, we're going to suppress this. We're world. building controversy. Yeah. We're probably gonna, you know, lead them to a championship. They're gonna play this in the in locker room. Yeah. <laughs> no one cares about you. Yeah. I want everyone to download this podcast on iTunes, give it a one star rating, and you listen to it every fucking day for motivation. It's like when Rocky and Rocky Four puts the picture of Drago in the mirror. Yeah. And he stares at it every day. These guys are gonna wake up in the morning, put the podcast on, and just get pissed off while they're uh, taking a shit on the toilet. Well, you know what they're going to say? Well, they've obviously just never been out to the Cobb Energy Center. I have been to the Cobb Energy Center to watch the... Uh... For one of their games, Graham. Oh, no, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it worse. It's not like you don't like going there. You you do go there, I've but been not there. to watch their games. Right, I've been there to see they it. They just do the energy once. there. I guess not. I did go to Gwinnett Gladder. I also loaded, working with, the, working with the PGA, we took a bunch of Pepsi stock out to the... Cobb Gallery Pepsi stock. What? What does that mean? It was like leftover Pepsi product. I thought you meant like some I guess, stock I guess that there was, was just sitting around. Yeah, they, guess, everyone drank all the Coke. I guess they bought it from us. Yeah. So that, that was my time there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Very fair. But that was probably more fun than going to a Swarm game would have been. And there's Jose Bautista popping, popping up, up again for the face. third time tonight. A pop-up. And this one in the infield. He sucks. Get him out of the lineup. That was a good launch angle to me. Oh yeah, great launch angle. Straight fucking up. Go hit the showers, old man. So this, um, I know we, we talked about how Alec uh, Can uh, wasn't available. It sounds like he's going to be available um, for this weekend's game. Oh, that's good. Oh, good. Um, so he's going to go ahead and, and, and get to play. Um, 
because, again, Brad Guzan got a red card, so he has to sit out not only that game, but he has to sit out the next game, too. Really? So oh. he sits out two games for red card? Well, he has really? to sit out. Well, he was ejected from the game yeah. he was in, and then he has to sit out the next game. Got it. So he's going to miss. The next full game. Right, yeah. right, right. So well, that'd be good. Alec gets a couple games yeah. in there. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Um, I'll yeah. probably watch. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, he's, sure. he's going to at least get this one game. Um, and, you know, who knows? He's. I mean, he's always going to be a solid backup for us, too. Um, you know, I also say, you know, trade Guzan. You know, why not? Yeah. I, I support <laughs> get Alex, that. Get Alex some more playing time. Maybe package Guzan and Marcakis together. Mm, yeah, get, wow. a, get yeah. some pitching prospects. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, do that for the Suns' first overall pick along with uh, the Browns' first pick next year. Yes. And then we'll package that into, we'll get some money for Ricardo Allen and keep him. Ooh, nice. So I agree. get all of the sports in one. Yeah. I did and then have, get a swarm something, like a t-shirt for them or something, I don't know. I did have one question about uh, Almiron. Mm-hmm. Apparently there's a rumor of him leaving for some reason. Well, I'm, like I think I told you at the beginning of this season that <laughs> all these players are probably going to not be here for so long because right. they're playing so well and their value is going to keep going right. up. So is there is there any rumor or is there any fire to those rumors that they could be no leaving this season? No one's leaving during the season. Okay, that's good. Um, I, what are I the odds that you heard this rumor just remembering Arthur's episode at the beginning of yeah, the year? I heard on the radio at some point. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So do you listen to the podcast in your car? Is that what the radio was? Yeah, yeah, maybe. You know, try, try to give us some <laughs> uh, phantom listens. Yeah. Uh, any Actually, before we wrap up, Adam, any word from Hugo about our about my uh, I think we teardown actually, of him last week? I'm glad you mentioned it. I think we actually had a question from Hugo. Uh, let me pull it up. For those of you that don't know Hugo, Hugo's our number one user from uh, Tucker. And he, he donates, puts in a lot of time to the show and um, donates some money as well. So anytime he asks us a question, we are contractually obligated to answer it. Where the hell is the Hugo question? Okay. Over under nine wins for the Falcons and Matt Ryan's new contract this year. I'll put I'll put that at a solid over. I think we yeah. get at least ten wins, I if not so eleven. This team's on a fucking mission, and um, that's my rationale. We didn't really talk about the Falcons at all. Not a lot going on, except there's been some press with Matt Ryan going around just saying all the right things, like he always does. Hear the rumors that Julio wants. Well, Julio's upset at his contract. He wants now. more money. It's not a rumor. He wants more money. Yeah. yeah I Do that. you think Julio should be a top? Should he be the most? Should he be the highest paid receiver? In, in we NFL? can't keep making people the, mo- the highest paid. Whatever. <laughs> well, we can't just do that for every position. Sorry, take sorry, take, take out up. take out what happened with Matt. Do you think he? No, should he shouldn't be? be the number one paid receiver. No, he well, doesn't. He doesn't score touchdowns. That's fair. I I agree. I think until. That turns around, um, yeah. This team will never get where it wants to go. We're gonna if we keep struggling in the red zone like we have, and Julio is a part of that because he likes to take himself out on third down when we're in the red zone. He likes to, you know, he seems. I don't know if it's Sarkeesian, Ozzy Albies with a grand, grand slam. slam. Woo! Brian Snickers nice. a genius. I was already double clutching <laughs> yes. him, taking out Fulty, and he get a grand slam right. out of it. That was a very silent. First now Fulty's a lot happier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fulty's a lot happier now. He don't Fulty only throw him like seventy nine pitches. That was a ballsy sabermetrics move by Brian Snicker. Well, also, there. also Snicker <laughs> fucked. I mean, not Snicker. Fulty fucked up that last inning. True. Well, I mean, so, he gave up yeah, one run. 
Yeah. But, I mean, like, he wasn't pitching very well. He got himself in a lot of trouble. My man. Ozzy smoked that pitch, man. Ozzy. Jesus H. Christ. Albies. Go on, get you some. But anyways, back to the Falcons. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with you, Adam. And... I, I begin to wonder what was how... Yeah, I forget. <laughs> what, I was like, what are you agreeing with? I'm agreeing that he shouldn't be the highest paid receiver. In got the it. Got it. But I also don't think he has a lot of time left. I think Julio's got like three good years left in him. Like elite years. And then, so, I, I didn't, and then the, the drop-off for these receivers, as we know, they can fall off a cliff overnight. So you're saying Julio should be in this package with Guzan and Marquecas? Then we better up the asking price. We better up the asking price, I think, at that point. Okay. But... I, I honestly think Julio could be out of the league in four years because the, yeah, the the amount of – I mean, he hobbles on the sideline all the time. When he's in the game, he's going full speed, but he just looks like he's in constant pain. You hear about all the stuff with his feet and his ankles just over the last four or five years and the amount of hits he takes, the amount of receptions he gets. He takes a shit ton of hits. and He never seemed to me like he loves the game either. He's not going to stick around longer than Oh, me. interesting point. I mean, he. I mean, he liked. Holy shit! And Freddie Freeman just went yard. Beautiful. Two run bomb. So we got to do. Blowing fuck, doors. Fuck up bad teams. This is the Rays are doing right now up seven to one. Let's just keep talking about the Falcons. Yeah. It'll just yeah. keep happening. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I've, I've never really thought of him as like a super passionate player. Again, he takes himself out on third downs and in the red zone. It's like, what are you doing? Do you not want to be out here? Yeah, and it's not like that so, happens all the time. It's just no, I no, noticed but, it a couple of times this year. I was like, why are you taking yourself out on third down? If you're down? the best player on the field, would you ever want to come out? If you're thinking of your team, would you ever want to come out on third down? I don't think that you would. I mean, No, and it's a de- it's not as if, like, uh, you know, with Devontae Freeman, for example, when he's like, oh, yeah, my, yeah. my knees were fucked up, but I had to go out there and play for my team. Right. It's admirable, but you also have a, a comparable yeah. back or comparable backup to who you are who can come in and fill in for you so you don't have to feel like you have to go out there and do that. Whereas Julio doesn't really have anyone who can match his, his abilities. So it's sort of like when he takes himself out, we are at a severe disadvantage. So if someone came to us, um, say the Browns came to us, I don't know when their first round pick is next year if they have more than one. You know, probably have like seven. In the you know what would be really ironic about that is that to get Julio, we traded with the Browns. Well, there you go. Yeah. So we, we, you know, we trade Julio straight up for a first a third and a fourth. A first Seems round like pick. Too little. Third. Yeah. Too little? I want first, third, and a first. I want I love a first the next year too. I want two first round picks and okay. a second round pick. That's a and high asking third, price. And the third and the fourth. You better at least throw in a goalie comparable to Guzan from <laughs> yeah, that deal. Absolutely. We have Alec, remember? That's the whole True. point of getting rid of Guzan. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting complicated. It is. There's a lot of uh I wonder yes, if there's any good Georgia Storm players we could put on the table because obviously we're winning. Damn, Pro- get their fucking name right. Probably Georgia not. Swarm. Swarm, whatever. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just the ultimate side of disrespect. Yeah. Georgia Storm. It would be so, disrespect if we didn't talk about them at all. Yeah. So, I, I mean, Julio is underpaid. He's only, it's like a $70 million deal for five years. For a guy with his abilities, he should be making more money. So He's already been eclipsed by, I think, Jarvis Landry, who... Fucking, he scores more touchdowns than them, but he's well, not a bad receiver. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was not like dumb Browns decision. It is, but the Browns always make dumb decisions. Yeah. But still, the market value set, right? Just like with, um, what's his name? Kirk Cousins, right? Getting $85 million. You got to pay Matt Ryan a shit ton because what has Kirk Cousins accomplished? Nothing. Zilch. Yeah. So, Jarvis Landry. Beat up Robert how, Griffin third. How many years would you be comfortable <laughs> extending Julio, though, if you think he's going to be out of the league in three or four years? Well, I think he's, his deal's up 
after. He's got after, two years left. He's got two years left. So next summer should be his turn. Right. And would you? Uh, I think that we we let it be. Just leave it how it is. And so you let him, him write it out. <laughs> yeah, write it out. If he's unhappy after this year, I don't know. So what? <laughs> and he he plays so he plays on uh, a, in a contract year and he balls out and we win the Super Bowl because he has to play well and then we can just get rid of the whole team because who cares anymore yeah. no you still care Adam you want sustained success no well, Marlins got rid of the team and they won two championships yeah but we haven't won any since the Marlins won two actually the Marlins won two since we won one yeah which is very sad so we are up seven to one on them so right that's the last laugh who would you rather be but um, I would I would only extend him for like three years at the most. But he wouldn't take that. He wants a big deal. He's only twenty eight. Yeah, but he walks around like a forty year old, like you were just. saying. I, I agree, but I, I wonder how that's going to shake out. There's going to be a lot of drama, I think, in the next year or two surrounding Julio and his contract. But and it might not be a lot of drama because Thomas is very loyal to his players that have performed for him and loves to take care of them. The year before they're supposed to hit free agency, so That'd it's history. Year. Yeah, exactly. If history indicates anything, yeah, Adam's exactly right. It's Julio's turn to get his dough, so we shall see. So, bottom line, Hugo, in a very roundabout way, over nine wins. Over nine, yes. yeah, 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 I think so. Yeah, yes. I think that's very succinct. I thought he said nine. Yeah, that was clear, that was concise. Clear, yeah, very succinct way of answering his question. Did he right. say nine or nine and a half? He said nine. Just he did nine. not do the Vegas, so no hook. No hook. Um, all right, I think that's going to wrap up today's show. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Arthur, for coming aboard. Uh, we will see y'all next week on another episode. Thanks again for listening, however, and whenever you listened. Until next time, rise up, chop on, remain in brotherhood, unite and conquer, and remain true to Atlanta. Hospitality. Ooh, we didn't discuss the Winnipeg Jets have a chance to go to the finals, a.k.a. the Thrashers. That's just depressing.